0: A big victory for the United States, for Donald Trump's, Trump's foreign affairs, foreign policy, and for the war on terrorism. And nobody cares. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. What a great weekend when it comes to politics! We got some real big victories. Uh, I'm not going to actually record this on, um, on video. I'm going to do this because my video really sucked the other day, so I figure I'll just do the podcast. So, what happened? Uh, on Saturday night, 60 members of the U.S. military, including Army Rangers and Delta Force, swooped in on a compound in Syria based on a tip from a Kurdish spy. Oh, this is important, so please follow along. The target was the leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. The plan was in the works for weeks, and al-Baghdadi was under surveillance, surveillance this entire time. The military knew he was there. The military tracked him. And even though Trump broke up with uh, the Kurds, The Kurds helped to find this guy. That's going to be important too, so let's not forget it, okay? Um, Six helicopters, six to eight helicopters, I heard eight, I heard six, someone had mentioned eight, stormed the compound. Al-Baghdadi, with his two wives and I think it was 14 of his children, tried to escape through a tunnel. He, uh, at the time... The U.S. military actually stormed the building. Eleven of the children, he said, to just walk away, get out, walk out, all peaceful, because that's what the United States is about. We're not like terrorists. We walk in there and shoot everybody. But Baghdadi had actually, al-Baghdadi, had actually escaped uh, with three of his children, Um, he was wearing a suicide vest and rumor has it his three children were wearing a suicide vest and rumor has it, and this has been proven in the past, he was probably going to use his children as human shields. When he came to a dead end in the tunnel, and basically this tunnel was supposed to connect two houses together so he could escape a la uh, El Chapo, um, he ran into a dead end The U.S. military released uh, dogs. The dogs started chasing him. He decided, screw it. He set off his suicide vest, blew himself and his three children to kingdom come. Well, he blew the three children to kingdom come. He blew himself to hell. So there's not a lot. Um, It is rumored that the explosion was caught on camera. CNN was actually showing it. But that hasn't been confirmed and Donald Trump said that they actually have video of the attack and he's thinking about releasing the video. There wasn't much left, as you can imagine, of al-Baghdadi. Uh, uh, the tunnel had collapsed and the explosion had basically blown, blew, him all over the, uh, blew him all over the tunnel. But DNA did identify him. They actually immediately realized he'd probably do something like this. And they, they uh, were able to test and able to confirm that it was him. President Trump made the following statement, and it was a strong one. And I'm going to break this statement in two parts, because the first part is the statement, and the second part is the one that the media seems to be
1: flipping out about. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. That
0: is an awesome statement. It is an awesome statement. and You can tell the pride, and I love the fact that he, Trump sat back and, and complicated, uh, uh, complimented the military. But now let's listen to his description of the actual uh, operation, because I know these are a little bit long. That's okay. I've got the Dave rule. This is all I'm talking about tonight. So I'm going to expand the Dave rule a little bit. But listen to how he discussed the actual operation.
1: He died after running into a dead end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him.
0: Now, I honestly thought that that description of the raid was an excellent description. I I think we need more of that. Now, the news media absolutely wigged out. And I heard it. As a matter of fact, if you go to com, I've got the CNN version of his announcement. And the CNN version really talks him down. But I think the way he described that attack is exactly... How he should have described how every president should describe that attack. So we'll 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 get to that. That's going to be kind of at the end of the video. End of video. There's no video here. That's going to be kind of the at the end of the um, podcast. But I also want you to notice one thing. New Yorkers trying to pronounce Islamic names is just an absolute trip. So I I, <laughs> I love hearing stuff. Abu Bakar al Baghdadi. I, mean, I the guy can't. Yeah, but he's from New York, so give him a break here. So let's let's go over some things. Let's talk about uh, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. Um, he was born in 1973 in Iraq. Uh, he was a quiet kid, non-threatening. Um, he didn't have a lot of friends. He did not particularly do well in school. He had uh, to take his high school exams twice because he couldn't pass them to retrieve his high school certificate. And now understand something, uh, high school over there is a little, school over there is a little different than it is over here. Um, His high school grades were not good enough to go into the field of study that he wanted to, which included science or law uh, in college. So he didn't. He actually joined and started studying the Quran and Islamist law or Sharia law. Many saw him as absolutely nonviolent, and that included Osama bin Laden. They just didn't think he was a really violent guy. It is rumored that he became radicalized while serving as a cleric in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. The United States invaded in, uh, after the 9 11 attacks, a couple years after the 9 11 attacks, and he was arrested. Uh, he was held for a time, but eventually was released because the United States just did not see him as really a major threat. In 2010, al-Baghdadi was, was announced as the leader of ISI, the Islamic State of Iraq, after the death of Abu Omar al-Baghdadi. ISI was a subgroup of Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda, And it might sound familiar because it ends up being ISIL, which ends up being ISIS. So, but we'll get there. Um, There are way too many uh, attacks to go through or or what he did. He was a terrible human being. I'm probably going to talk about one. But if you look at the Wikipedia article that I actually posted on... um, on uh, dumbasstalkingpolitics.com. It will give you his entire history. He's killed thousands. This is not a good guy. In all, al-Baghdadi was responsible for ordering the attacks that caused over 2,000 deaths that we know of. When the United States left Iraq under Obama and the lack of leadership and the weakening of al-Qaeda due to bin Laden's death, ISI expanded its grip on Iraq and spread to Syria. That brought on the Islamic State of Iraq and Levant, or ISIL. That's what Barack Obama always talks about. Eventually, it became um, cleaned up a little bit, and it became the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, or ISIS. And that was in 2013. The rest is history. Now, just to give you an idea of how bad this guy was, there is a case where a girl named Kayla Muller, I believe she was in her mid-20s, was in Syria on a peacekeeping mission. She was actually there. She's from, I believe it's Arizona or New Mexico or something like that. But she was a girl. She was working with Doctors Without Borders. And she was with her Syrian boyfriend in Syria. Um, this is not a good place to be uh, as an American woman. In 2013, her and her boyfriend were actually kidnapped. They were captured by ISIS. Um, and eventually her boyfriend was released. The, Miller, the Mullers, it's the same as Robert Mueller or whatever his name is, but it's the same as him. But the Mullers were asked, begging Obama to do something about it. Obama, the military actually found where al Baghdadi, whatever, was found and they were ready to attack. It took Obama seven weeks to actually go in and approve the attack. By the time he approved the attack, and by the time the military had actually showed up, um, the and it was a it was a factory at the time, it was empty, and uh, they never found the girl again. She had been tortured, she'd been forced to marry Al Baghdadi, I mean this is not a good guy. And she had been raped personally by the ISIS leader. And she'd been, this had been happening to her for over a year and a half. Uh, Mueller's death is not really known. Uh, as a matter of fact, the parents had said, well, they really wanted to release her. They just didn't know how to do it. And they kept saying they were going to kill her. They kept saying they're not going to kill her. There are rumors that she was actually killed in a bombing. By the United States or by Syrian Syrians or whatever, but they really don't know how she died. Her body uh, went through a went through an Islamic funeral, which means she was buried. Uh, and right now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out where she is. But this man, this animal, this piece of filth, tortured and raped. And eventually murdered an American. And I just don't see how anyone can sit back and look at this guy in in any way outside of this. I Any way outside of the animal that this human being is. This stinking piece of crap animal. So that's a little bit about... Um, that's a little bit about... Uh, the guy, and I I can't really pronounce his name. So I'm going to kind of stop. I'm just going to call him the dickhead. But anyway, so here's the thing. You would think this would be a real heavy victory for the United States. Not for President Trump. Not for President Trump. Not for President Trump's foreign policies. This would be a huge victory for the United States this guy was as big as Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden gets a lot more of the press, and uh, al-Baghdadi actually belonged to a sect that was underneath al-Qaeda. But this guy was the premier terrorist in the world. Yeah, you'd be wrong. So let's talk about it. Uh, I, I find this really, really disgusting. I find this is nothing but disgusting. So here's the first one. Um, Trump didn't bother alerting Congress. Gee, I don't know why. Could it be for the fact that if Trump farted, it's going to be in the New York Times the next day? He kept the operation close to the vest. Here's what Adam, I don't give a shift, said. In terms of notifying the Gang of Eight that wasn't that wasn't done, Look, the reason to notify the Gang of Eight is frankly more important when things go wrong. If the president said it was a dangerous flying in, the Russians could have shot down American planes had this escalated, had something gone wrong. Had he gotten, had we gotten into a firefight with the Russians, it's the administration's advantage to be able to say, quote, we informed Congress we are. We were going in. They were aware of the risks. We are at least. We ha- well. Th- he actually said this. We at least gave them the chance to provide feedback. That wasn't done here. I think that's a mistake. Adam Schiff, really? BS. What complete BS. He would have. He if he had told Congress that sh- that stuff would have. Le- Adam Schiff leaks like a poorly-maned Depends adult diaper. He is terrible. This would have been leaked five minutes later. And you know something? That leak wouldn't necessarily have destroyed anything, but it would have put our troops in danger and our troops could have gotten killed. Would Adam Schiff given, cared at all about that? Not at all. Because it's about the power. It's about the narrative. They don't care. Not to mention, Trump doesn't need any to report this to Congress. He just doesn't need to. Congress already authorized a $25 million reward for this guy. Dead or alive. Trump just saved $25 million. No, he didn't. He, we're going to end up paying some Kurdish spy. But, I mean, that's the point. But that wasn't the only really bizarre option. The um, former... Uh, Security advisor for Barack Obama, um, serial liar for Barack Obama, Susan Rice, complained that the Trump administration never attempted to contact the former president, Barack, before the attack. She said that it is customary that a president contact his predecessor when an operation of this magnitude is going to take place. Okay, well, so what? Obama had his shot to kill this guy. He waited seven weeks. He screwed it up. That's his problem. And the rescue, some of the hostages he was holding, he still couldn't pull the trigger? Trump just wanted to kill this guy. He decided to wait seven weeks. Even the parents today said that Barack Obama, if it wasn't for Barack Obama, if Trump were were president, During Barack Obama's tenure, their daughter would probably be alive. I don't know if I buy that, but it's possible. Barack Obama doesn't deserve a bloody thing. And he doesn't deserve any respect. It's his, he's half the reason that this country is so jacked up right now with all the spying and all the BS with this Russia crap. And now we're in Ukraine. Ukraine. Screw Barack Obama. But you know what this is all about? This is all about a huge military target. Huge military target. The number one terrorist in the world and the Democrats and the Barack Obama, they want a piece of it. They want some, they want some credit for it. Here's the newsflash. None of them deserve any credit for it. This was purely on the military. This wasn't even on Trump. Trump just said, no, kill him. He listened to the military. And if you listen to the entire speech, and there's like four, it's a 48-minute speech, Trump did not ever take credit for this. He just kept saying how great the military was. Whereas Barack Obama, he spent hours talking about how great his decision was. So screw him. Screw them all. F them but that wasn't the worst part of it. That was definitely not the worst part of it. Let's talk about the media. These people, oh my Lord. And it was, by the way, I am not going to sit back and talk about all of the media uh, because the media was all over the place. All right. They were all over the place. The Washington Post initially posted the headline Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, Islamic State's terrorist-in-chief, dies at 48. Okay, that's not a great headline. That's not a great headline. It makes it sound like the guy had a peanut allergy, ate a bad nut, and then freaking died. It wasn't that the United States military swooped in and killed this low-life piece of shit. Okay, yes, I cussed. I'm sorry. This is going to be a big one. When Osama bin Laden, when uh, Obama had bin Laden killed, it was made out like Obama went to Pakistan himself, slid down one of those ropes from a helicopter, pulled out a butter knife and cut out bin Laden's throat himself. Even even Obama sounded like, yeah, it was all me. It wasn't the freaking 30 guys that sat there and attacked. Some of them could have been killed because one of the helicopters crashed. He approved the operation and the military, the real heroes, killed that sack of trash. And you know something? I was thrilled. I was doing my happy dance. I was thrilled bin Laden was dead because you know what? This wasn't a political thing. This wasn't about Obama. This was about that piece of trash being dead. But I'm digressing. Let me go. The point is that the description of the radical Islamic terrorist is racist. Uh, he's Islamic. You can't say he's a terrorist because then that makes it look like all oh, Islamists are terrorists. So um, the uh, <laughs> Washington Post had to change their. They had to change their headline. Listen to this headline. This is awesome. Abu Bakar al Baghdadi, asture religious scholar, at the helm of the Islamic State, dies at 48. So wait a minute. Not only does this make it sound like he died of a peanut allergy or a heart attack or something, now they won't even call him a terrorist? This post went insane on Twitter. People were memeing the crap out of this. This is a man who ran a terror organization that killed thousands. He kidnapped an American woman, tortured and raped her for a year and a half. Probably killing her. And then he blew himself up with three of his kids because he was too much of a coward to face the United States justice system. Um, that wasn't mentioned in the Washington Post article. Apparently, and I didn't read it, but apparently New York York Times was just as bad. It was just as bad. This is not a good guy. This is a terrorist. He's terrible. I'm surprised that the Washington Post gives a damn about what they're going to call this filthy animal or any of the animals he controls. Why do they feel the need to cater to these people. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. And all this because you can't give Trump a victory, just like I gave Obama a victory and Dave gave Obama a victory and everyone gave Obama a victory when he killed that piece of trash bin Laden. But that wasn't just it. That wasn't one that really kicked my cat. I mean, I I, this is a good one. Max Boot, and that's his real name, his name is Max Boot. I'm sure that's probably changed it to make him sound cool, I don't know, but Max Boot, a neocon, never-Trumper, and frequent contributor to CNN, decided to tweet today, quote, Trump could not have heard whimpering and crying because there was no audio, and Esper and Miley refused to confirm those details. The assertion that Baghdadi died as a coward was contradicted by the fact that rather than be captured he blew himself up. That's just pathetic. How much do you have to hate Trump to call a cowardly terrorist that just killed his three kids responsible for thousands of deaths that he ordered? He didn't even do it and committed suicide. Probably going to use his kids as human shields. How can you call that individual brave? How does that happen? You hate Trump so much, you would like to call that guy brave because he blew himself and his three kids up? absolutely, absolutely, 100%, without a doubt, disgusting. All this because they hate Trump. So this is my favorite part of the podcast. This is where I get to say what I think about this whole thing. Okay. First off, um, The bitching about the media was making, and it was all media, including Fox News. Even uh, Daily Wire and a couple others said that it was really a little bit too graphic. No, it wasn't. What Donald Trump did was he made this guy look like he had died a violent, vicious, brutal death. And he was a coward. And he was just blown up and violence all over the place. I think in this country we need to stop respecting these people. We need to point them out to what they are—cowards that will be just blown up, and there'll be blots on the—they will be red blots on the asshole of history. That's what needs to happen. He's not a martyr. He's not a hero. He is some red blotches on a wall, on a cave's wall a red blotch that you're going to have to distinguish between his uh, kids because he killed them and didn't think twice about it. That he's a coward, a whiny little bitch. And I personally think they should release the video and people should see, hey, you're a terrorist. This is what's coming for you. You know what's awesome about that whole thing? No, I'll tell you in just a second. Because here's something that Trump did that I was really impressed with. Yes, he did bring himself up a little bit because he's a narcissist. Let's call it what he is. All right. He mentioned or no, he pushed out how amazing our military is. The most amazing military in human history. These guys were not immediately allowed to find this guy. They were told keep track, keep track, keep track. They got the intelligence to find out where he was. They tracked him to verify it was who he was. They kept tabs on him while they made their plans. Then they completely, 100% executed the uh, operation. Not one U.S. military man killed. One of the hero dogs was injured. And one guy was injured because he tripped or something. This is our military. This is the same military that killed Osama bin Laden. It wasn't Obama. And Baghdadi was not killed by Trump. And Trump really pushed that today. That our military is freaking awesome. And by the way, just a little FYI. Baghdadi's... Right-hand man, the secretary of ISIS, was killed in a hellfire strike. ISIS is the head of the snake has been cut off. Next thing I, I want to take out of this is how everyone wants to ride on the coattails of a very successful foreign policy move. Uh, that, that dumb broad sat there and said, well, he should have called Obama. Why? 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 So Obama can sit back and say, and then for that matter, Biden can sit back and say, well, we're responsible for that. We had part of it. We helped out. They didn't. Susan Rice, that's who the broad's name is. And sorry, when I say broad, that is sexist. I don't like her. So I don't care. She's a broad as far as I'm concerned. She could be a dude. You can't tell these days. But anyway... Oh, Susan Rice was like, oh, yeah, you should have said something. So what? So Obama could take credit for it, that he helped the military find the guy? And then Biden, who's writing the coattails of freaking Obama, can take credit for it during a debate? No, no, no. And then Adam, who gives a shift, sits back and says, well, didn't tell Congress. Why would he tell Congress? You guys leak like civs. And you can sit there and say, yeah, we knew about it and we supported the president. It was successful. And then if it failed, you could sit back and blame the president for it not failing. We told him not to do it. These people lie. They lie. They're terrible human beings. I would not have told them either. Adam Schiff doesn't give a shit if people die in an operation, as long as he can leak information that makes the president look bad. That's Adam Schiff. Finally, the news media. I'm sorry, we're not done. The news media. Let's talk about the news media. The news media hates Trump so much they can't even take an honest look at what's going on. They can't even give him a little victory. They can't even say, well, I'm glad he did this. This was a great thing. Good for President Trump for ordering that. They could have even sat back and said, you know what? It wasn't President Trump that it was our military. President Trump just ordered. They could do that. That would be good. It would be true. And you don't have to give all this stuff, all the credit to President Trump. But they can't even do that. You got people like Max Boot that are saying that this guy's a hero. You got people like CNN. You got news media like CNN, New York Times, Washington Post that are sitting back and saying that, oh, this guy died of, you know, he ate a bad sardine, got sick, and had a heart attack. I mean, they they make it like it wasn't us that did it. We did it. We killed him. Our military. Our fantastic. Beautiful military killed him. And we killed him because he needed to be killed. He was a terrible human being. Raping 24-year-olds. Torturing 24-year-olds for a year and a half. This is a terrible human being. (sighs) Last but not least, and this is the last but not least. I passed the Dave rule, and I'm going to stop right after this not one person mentioned that maybe our maybe our Middle Eastern policy isn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. The spy was a Kurdish spy. Turkey allowed us to fly through their um, allowed us to fly through their airspace. Russia and Syria both allowed us to attack. When our helicopters were flying through. Apparently they were being shot at, but they were being shot at by ISIS. Russia was involved. Syria was involved. Turkey was involved and the Kurds were involved. So maybe this whole thing isn't as bad as we thought it was. And here's the other thing I want to point out just to show you that maybe our Middle Eastern policy getting the frick out Maybe it's not so bad because here's the thing. The, the ceasefire that Turkey said they would have because Trump said he would put sanctions on Turkey, right? The same sanctions that everyone said weren't going to do anything. It's been nine days. The ceasefire has been going for nine days. Trump removed the uh, uh, the sanctions on Turkey. And the reason is because they've been really peaceful. And the Kurds have been working with the Turks, and the United States has been working with the Turks, the Kurds, the Syrians, and uh, the Russians do you know why? Because ISIS is terrible. they're evil. When a country like Russia knows that's, that the ISIS is evil, they want them gotten rid of too. I think this was a huge victory. I think no one can sit back and stand up and cheer as much as I can. I think this was a huge victory. And by the way, I did cheer when Osama bin Laden was killed by uh, by by order of Barack Obama. I wish it would have done it, I think it was a year earlier. But I did cheer and I'm cheering now. This was a good weekend. Okay. I love that you listened. I'm going a little bit longer. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Visit my website at www.dumbassestalkinpolitics.com. I have full videos on that website, and I've got show notes for this podcast. Um, you can download or listen to this podcast on pod, uh, Apple Podcasts. Podbean, Podcast Addicts, Addict, and YouTube. This is Gene, and you can listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.